T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, three days before Christmas, you'll get your Christmas shopping done. And that's only because I've learned in the last couple of years I can't wait till December 24th. <laughs> right. So instead of one day, you've extended it to three days. Yes, I've given myself 72 hours now. All right, thank you, and Appreciate all your hard work today coming in on the Black Friday and helping us out here at WWL. My from, pleasure. From one Ian to another, from Ian Ozan to <laughs> Ian McNulty. You know, it's funny. we got three Ians on the air here now. And we went from no Ians to three Ians all of a sudden. So uh, there's that. I don't know what it means or why it's important, but it is a fact. So, How you doing, Ian McNulty? How was your uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, it was magnificent, I tell you. It was it was really good. Um, the, the only reason I know that it's Friday is, is I'm, I'm here talking with you, lads, because it was uh, <laughs> it was just such a good day. It, it, it feels like it feels like the, the holidays are really upon us now. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm officially crossing into holiday mode. I think that's why they name Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Secondhand Sunday, Cyber Monday. It's so we know what day it is because <laughs> <That's right. laughs> because Thanksgiving sends every, and the whole week sends everything into a tizzy and no one knows what day of the week it is so they name the days so i guess we don't forget uh ian mcnulty by the way covering food and dining culture for the times picayune the new orleans advocate a guest here on friday mornings and this friday happens to be one after thanksgiving and uh, yeah just what a great thanksgiving it was uh i i did the injector this year with a greaseless air fryer to make the turkey and it turned out just amazing so was happy with that what did you eat for thanksgiving I speak to you live this morning, Dave, uh, surrounded by the evidence of, of a great feast. You know, if an archaeologist was to come in here, uh, you know, with a team, they, they would they would be taking apart the 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 record. You know, the the, the things that uh, that have been left behind, so they could know our ways and customs. And they would uh, they would no doubt see the oyster shucking station. Evidence of that, you know, like a, a pile of shells. Uh, that uh, you know that many cultures leave behind. Uh, you can tell where they where they open their shells up by the ridges left behind. <laughs> and uh, here, no different. Okay, just two, just, uh, what, four dozen, four dozen oysters. <laughs> oh, is that uh, all? We sourced up from from Grand Isle, yeah, to, to start things off. Uh, we had. Um, I, I I can give you a live look from my fridge and show you the half-eaten pecan pie. Uh, which definitely entailed a long discussion with out-of-town relatives that it is not a pecan pie. By any yes, why, why is it pecan just about everywhere else? But here it's pecan. 
I don't know, but the, the way I, I figure it, a, a, a pecan is what you take with you in the car for a long trip when you're not allowed to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and a pecan is what you make a pie out of. Yeah, much more. That, yeah, that sounds much more appealing. Something I'd much rather eat. Thank you for that image, by the way. All right, I'm, I'm a pumpkin pie guy myself, but some around here it's pumpkin. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, under the under the main act, it was a fried turkey, and um, in this case, left it to the pros. Uh, put an order in at McCarty's. Chicken and Fixins over on Broad Street by Bayou Road, uh, one of my favorite places for fried chicken, and they do fried turkeys, and they do them really, really well. And they, uh, you know, you, you get a sauce to, and you pick your sauce to inject, and they'll actually do half and half. So half of this turkey was <laughs> garlic herb, and the other half was spicy Cajun. Left and, and right, or dark meat, white meat. Left. No, left and right. Okay, That's right, right, right down the middle. Yep. So yeah, a little of each, a little, uh, little different flavor for each side. And, uh, yeah, we, we had at it. it. It was a great feast. Had 10 people, family and friends, a couple orphans, a couple neighbors. Couple and orphans? Uh, Wait, what? Orphans, you know, yeah, no people who don't have any family in town or, uh, uh, you know, okay. uh, otherwise on their own for, for, for Thanksgiving. Gotcha. <laughs> no, not, 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 not street urchins that we dragged in off the street, but, uh, you know, I save that for Christmas. Yeah, no, oh, Christmas Oliver comes over for Christmas. All right, I got gotcha. <laughs> you. Right. We, we go full on Dickens at Christmas. Yeah, there this, you this go. is pe- pe- people that we know. But it was lovely. Yeah, there were the fruits of, of some of my favorite wine stores on the table. Uh, there were these nice oysters that we got from Grand Isle. There was chicken from McCarty's. Excuse me, a turkey. A turkey from McCarty's. Yeah, that and, can be confusing. Uh, you got a turkey from a chicken place. But... Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. It's all poultry. Yeah. Uh, and it was lovely. Yeah, it was great. It, it really is. It's, it's one of the great days of the year. You know, it, it's just getting together. It's, it's an eating holiday. And it's just about togetherness, and you know, there's no over, no, no over, oh, you know, don't, not overthinking it. It's not, uh, you know, you're not supposed to buy gifts for people. There's no guilt involved in this holiday. It's simply the pleasure <laughs> of being together and convening. Wow. And, uh, you see, gift I buying think- is guilt. Okay. <laughs> uh, let, we were talking earlier. Do you eat turkey any other day of the year? Oh, of course. Yeah. Really. See, we don't. We only make a turkey on Thanksgiving. At no other point do I think about going and buying a turkey, whether prepared or fresh or frozen, and and having a turkey on the table or on the buffet for for a meal. I don't know why that is. It's only Thanksgiving. Or are you perhaps forgetting those little finger sandwiches that are the salvation of every Mardi Gras party that you go to? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, sliced turkey sandwiches. Turkey sure. breast sandwiches, that's different. But, I mean, just having a turkey. Do you do that any other time of the year? Uh, uh, to that point, no. No, I, I'm not typically, um, as a, a man who lives by himself uh, and eats out at restaurants eight to ten times a week, no, I don't typically uh, <laughs> go get a 12-pound turkey just to keep on on hand for the groaning board, just, you know, for for to pick at. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't regularly do that. But... I will tell you, this fried turkey is available all the time at McCarty's. I learned they, uh, they you know, the, the holidays are the big time for them, Christmas and Thanksgiving. But they're uh, they'll they'll do them by special order anytime, and it's it's a it's pretty nice to have a fried turkey in the fridge. I tell you, I'm I'm, I'm looking at a, a freezer bag of all the all the pickings that we that we we took off. I mean, we took this thing down to. Again, archaeological uh, quality bones here are all that was left behind by the time we got all the meat off there. So uh, sandwiches await for sure. Absolutely. The turkey sandwiches, turkey dressing, turkey sliders, uh, turkey gumbo, turkey turkey everything uh, will sure. be 
we'll be following for the next several days. Uh, so that having been said, now we got that out of the way, what does the future <laughs> hold as we head into the Christmas season, the Revion and everything else? Uh, what you got coming up for us uh, in the Times Picune, the Advocate, and NOLA.com? Yeah, it's uh, this is a great season, actually. The, you, look, Revion is just ahead. Uh, I'll have a story on that next week where I kind of parse through the menus and give you kind of your preseason scouting report on Revion. Uh, that that starts next week, so uh, that's December first through the thirty first. Although some some restaurants sneak it in a little early, um, but it's also uh, kind of a time uh, checking in with with restaurants and where things stand. And this week I had a few stories come out that I, I knew I knew it would be of high interest to people because you know people come back to town, uh, expats, people who grew up here, or people who maybe used to live here, coming to visit good friends for Thanksgiving. Um, it, it's a, I, I find it's the time of year. I always field questions about, Hey, whatever happened to this place or what's up with that place? So, uh, and NOLA.com today, there's a story, uh, rounding up kind of the status of a number of high profile places that I get asked about a lot. Um, <clears throat> some of them, whether they're going to come back or not, others, what's going to become of them now that they are no longer, because as you know, New Orleans restaurants never truly die. They, they may close, they may shutter, but they live on in our, not just in our memories, but our conversations. I mean, I've been forever having conversations about restaurants that have been gone for years. Oh, yeah. The the ain't dare no more conversations about restaurants seem to come up exactly. over and over again. Yeah. But the, the big one this week was uh, Central Grocery. Of course, home of the muffalata. Excuse me, I've got a little fried turkey stuck in my throat. It happens. Uh, home of, of you know, famous for its muffalata down on Decatur Street. And, um, yeah, it kind of stunned me to think that it actually has been closed more than two years now uh, wow. because of Hurricane Ida. It was Hurricane Ida in 2021. Um, it, its building would have gone up, gotten away okay from the storm, but it was the neighboring building right next door uh, suffered catastrophic damage. Uh, a whole wall collapsed, and that building was three stories. Central Grocery was two. And uh, it sent the, the collapse of that building sent this, this torrent of bricks through the roof of Central Grocery and just completely wiped it out. And so getting back open has entailed this, this real epic rebuild. And I'm very happy to report, I've been in touch with the Central Grocery family pretty regularly on this, uh, that yes, of course, they are reopening. They are not reopened yet. So they think about another month or so. They're hoping for Thanksgiving, but they're not quite there yet. Um, but, you know, with this complete rebuild, if you go to NOLA.com right now you, or my Instagram at Ian McNulty NOLA, you can see some of these pictures that we have from inside. And it was really just down to, you know, the four brick walls, not even a roof. And so. Yeah, you talk about ain't there no more. I mean, there really wasn't yeah, anything there yet at that right. point. So it could have gone either way. I mean, they could have they could have decided, OK, yes, we're coming back, but we're going to make this. You know, we're going to modernize. We're going to make it look like uh, kind of a Dean and DeLuca, you know, like an upscale modern deli with a, you know, a case of muffaladas in the corner for our heritage. But they said, no, we want to bring it back just the way that people remember Central Grocery. So it's going to have that, that long counter at the front that uh, has, has been the, the place where many a muffalata has met its fate. Uh, they're going to have the groceries. It's going to be, you know, racks and racks of imported Italian groceries. Uh, and they, yeah, like I say, they, they, they think about another month to, to get this ready and unveil this. And in the meantime, so hopefully in time for Christmas they, and new year's, you can go get one of those. Hopefully so. Yes. Yeah, one of those but they've been doing models. a great, 
they've been doing a great business uh, selling them off a lot as elsewhere uh, through these other retail sellers, um, other markets, grocery stores, a few other spots. Even the airport has them now uh, because they've been very busy. They've got a facility out in Kenner now, a commissary kitchen where the staff who you know otherwise wouldn't have jobs through all this. Uh, are making um, making muffaladas and shipping them out. So it's a, it's actually easier than ever to get a muffalada. Uh, but I, I from Central Grocery at these other spots, uh, and you can find a full list of them uh, in the story nola dot com. Um, but if you're down in the quarter, one of them is right next door. Sydney's is the sort of the beer store, I guess is the way to call it, uh, next door to Central Grocery, uh, and they sell them there. So people who are just wandering by, they haven't heard Central Grocery's been closed or not, they can find them there. Uh, no lack of great saladas around town. I actually just had one the other day with family in town at uh, La Uses on Bienville. Of course, that was the oh, yeah. French salada on a length of French bread. But the central grocery one is is an important one that a lot of people ask me about, so I want to make sure people knew what the status was there. All right, we're talking with Ian McNulty. When we come back, we'll find out about some other restaurants. Are they gone for good or are they coming back? Ian McNulty answers some more of those questions, and he talked about how a lot of folks are back in town that have been away because they came back for Thanksgiving. Also, a lot of people have visitors in town who maybe haven't spent a lot of time in New Orleans. We'll get some suggestions of where to take them out to eat as well. Ian McNulty continues to talk food and dining culture with us here on WWL right after this. Times Picayune, New Orleans advocate, food and dining culture writer Ian McNulty is with us on this Black Friday talking about a great article at NOLA.com about what is the fate of some New Orleans institutions that have been closed. Are they coming back or not? You told us about Central Grocery. What else is on the list? Bonton is one I get asked about a lot. Um, and if <laughs> Bonton is one of those interesting restaurants where if you know it, you know it really, really well. And other people I'm learning just didn't didn't know what Bonton was, but it was around for a long, long, long time. It had a history going back to the to the 19th century, but really the modern version of it had been around since the 50s. And it was downtown on Magazine Street, right by the courthouse, and it was uh, a Cajun restaurant. And it came up when New Orleans really didn't have Cajun restaurants. You know, this is a Creole city, Creole cuisine. And uh, it was the Pierce family back in the 50s that introduced people here to some of the first tastes of what you know, country Louisiana Cajun cooking was. And a uh, very, very popular restaurant for the years, had a really loyal following, was only open on weekdays, was closed on the weekends and holidays. Um, but it closed in March of 2020. And now March wow. of 2020 okay. is also when the pandemic arrived. Uh, but... This was probably the last restaurant that closed without any influence of the pandemic. It closed because it had changed hands. The Pierce family retired. A new owner took over. uh, And then the pandemic immediately (laughs) followed on the heels. And, of course, everything was on hold. Uh, But this new owner, uh, Mr. Jerry, he runs uh, Chop House Steakhouse across the street, right across magazine. And he has a soft spot for New Orleans. Uh, loves old New Orleans restaurants. Uh, he runs a company based out of South Carolina that has about a dozen restaurants, quite successful. And uh, he really wanted to bring the Bonton back, and that's what he was doing. And pause for rock and roll break here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a spontaneous guitar riff. I'm here for it. It happens. Uh, so the Bonton has been closed since 2020. It was on the cusp of reopening as the Bonton. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be open by now, uh, but a fire struck in September and really set everything back. I mean, it, it ripped through the place late at night. No one was hurt, thank goodness. But 
Uh, the upside is the Bonton. Right, so an, owner, an ownership change, a pandemic, a horrible fire. <laughs> okay. Right. But still coming back, and that, the latest is saying probably the, the middle of next year. So a really, really significant setback, uh, unfortunately. But uh, but the Bonton will be back. They have full confidence that it's coming back. Another uh, restaurant that suffered a, a grievous uh, fire, exactly a fire, was Willie Mays Scotch House in Treme. Yes. Uh, that was the last original. spring. That's right. Yes, the uh, the original, and they are. They they tell me the family tells me they are coming back. Also, it's just taking a long time. Uh, they finally just got their plans approved in November. Now they're trying to get their permit uh, to go ahead with the rebuild, uh, and they think you know sometime in 2024. Just exactly when? Not sure. But the good news is they they are asserting yes, they will be back. So yeah, Willie Mays, one of those one of those restaurants. I've only been once. Uh, and it was actually after my brother saw something on one of the food channels about it and came down to visit and said he wanted to go. We went, had an amazing meal there, but haven't been able to go back because, well, of the fire. But you're telling me they are coming back. Uh, yes, yeah, so Willie Mays, yeah, exactly. It's one of those places where if, if you're stood in line getting on your plane flying back to New Orleans, you might hear visitors talking about, oh, Willie Mays, got to go to Willie Mays. No, this is not Willie's Chicken Shack, I, I hasten to add, which is no. a chain of places down <laughs> on the quarter uh, known mostly for their daiquiris and also for the chicken. Uh, this is It sounds very similar, doesn't it? But this is Willie Mays Scotch House, and it is in Treme, right around the corner from Dickie Chase's um, and it is, it, it, it became it became famous uh, for it won a claim nationally for its fried chicken, and then it ends up on the, all these travel shows and cooking shows, and that's how people all over the country know about it. But long before that, it was this neighborhood restaurant, just really beloved by its local regulars. Uh, long before there was ever you know a line to get in, it was packed with uh, with with New Orleans regulars who uh, who just loved the place, loved the people, loved the family. And a lot of that goodwill endures, and so a lot of people will, are. Will are they open bring back the bar in the back? <laughs> good question. That is a good question. Uh, yeah, we have yet to see the, the, the actual design for it, um, but that would be a, that would be a good. Uh, I would think that would be a really nice addition. Um, some other ones that we covered in the story, a uh, little little unclear still. Uh, K. Paul's, uh, of course, the, the, so the home I, of Paul yeah. Prudhomme. God, that was so that upsetting closed. when it suddenly closed. Uh, Early and, in the pandemic, yeah. yeah, and because man, I mean, just, one of the places that just from start to finish, every taste stays with you. From the bread they bring out at the beginning, through the meal, and then through the dessert, it just those are tastes I've I never forget from great meals at K. Paul's. Well, unfortunately, that chapter is over. You know, unless something radically radical changes, uh, we're not going to see another K. Paul's Louisiana Kitchen. And anyway, the, you know, without Paul Prudhomme and and his understudies. Uh, the other chef Paul, who ran it for for a good long time after uh, after Chef Paul passed away, the first Chef Paul passed away. Two Chef Pauls, gotcha. Uh, that it it we'll, we'll never see another like that. But uh, what will happen to that building at 416 Charter Street down in the French Quarter? You know, it's, it's these places like we say, even after restaurants close, their memories stay with us. You know, we, we, we see what becomes of them, uh, what, what they're transformed into. Uh, right now, it's empty. Uh, it was it was meant to reopen as a uh, sort of breakfast and brunch place in the quarter that sounded like it had a pretty promising plan behind it, but uh, that plan fell apart. Um, the uh, the partnership behind it broke up, and now the building is back up on the market and for sale. So internally, uh, is, it, is internally is it still the same with the open kitchen uh, in the it, back? And the... it is not. Oh. No, it is gutted. Unfortunately, the the the, the plan got far enough to gut the place, uh, but not to complete it. And so it is 
really a blank slate behind those very familiar walls. Uh, so if your dream out there was ever to uh, open your own K-Pauls, maybe uh, your, your own <laughs> D. Cohen's uh, Louisiana kitchen uh, offers, are, offers are being assessed. Uh, another one that, that ilk is uh, the upper line. A um, little more low-key, not quite the, the international acclaim of K-Pauls, but a beloved New Orleans restaurant for sure. Uh, that closed in 2021. It, one of those restaurants, it just it never reopened uh, once the first shutdowns came with the pandemic. And uh, Joanne Clevenger, the longtime proprietor, she, you know, at that uh, I believe age 82, decided, okay, this might be our this might be my cue to retire. Uh, and so that's another restaurant that is just openly on the market, uh, but has has um, its its next chapter awaits. Uh, and and very distinctive restaurant too, a succession of small rooms. Um, right, you know, right, right uptown there, tucked into that neighborhood just off of Fertanya Street. And just one more I'll touch on because I got asked about it quite often is Andreas, uh, okay. an anchor of dining in in Metairie, uh, out there by by uh, Lakeside Mall. Many many people headed to the fall today on Black Friday. Will will pass by what was once Andreas, uh, but this was meant to become another Italian restaurant. Chef Andrea Puzo, he sold it. Uh, the man he sold it to had a plan to open a new restaurant here. That did not go forward. Uh, that plan fell apart and uh, has left us with uh, the address of Andrea's, but not, nothing left inside of what Andrea's once was. And so another uh, property that awaits its next date with destiny. All right. Ian McNulty taking us on a trip down memory lane about some of the greatest restaurants that have been closed, some reopening with the promise of a bright future, others not so much. And you can read more and see the full list at NOLA.com. Ian, a lot of people have friends and family in town that came in for Thanksgiving. Uh, quickly, any suggestions of some great places to take them today or maybe tomorrow to get a bite to eat? Yeah, uh, two, two parallel tracks here. One is you just had, you know, the biggest feast of, of homestyle meals, so you want to refresh the palate with something completely different. A um, couple off the top of my head, Lufu, which means let us feed you. Uh, new Indian restaurant downtown in the CBD. It's just fantastic. Uh, flavors that just, you know, just radiate uh, and just so interesting. If you want to just have a complete palate refresh, one of my favorite places for sushi right now is a little spot called Sukiman. It's on Oak Street. Uh, it's a, really just a bar. You, you sit along the, the counter there. Small menu, but everything's just precise and just done perfectly. Uh, just a picture of, of, of freshness to to wash your palate clean. And if you've got you've got a crowd in town. This place that I talk about often, I love it. Al Masgouf. It's a very memorable name. Al Masgouf. It's in Metairie on West Esplanade. It's an Iraqi restaurant in particular, Middle Eastern in, in particular, Iraqi. And they do the seafood dish with pompano that is unbelievably good. And um, one of the reasons I'm thinking about it is it's a great place to go with six, eight people, something like that, and just get a couple of these dishes and pass them around family style. Real, real memorable. But the other track, uh, Dave, is you want to double down on the gumbo. You know, you're in New Orleans. Yes. You have people in town. You want to show them They're around. here you- for Louisiana food. Exactly. Yeah, you had you know you had turkey gumbo, uh, you know, perhaps in your stove from from last la- leftovers, but um, you know, see how others do it. The Munch Factory that's up uh, in Gentilly at the golf course there at the Joe Bartholomew Golf Course. One of my favorite gumbos in town. Wonderful Creole gumbo and a real unique setting there in the clubhouse for the golf course overlooking the greens. Rosedale, 
Susan Spicer's casual restaurant there, getting into Lakeview territory, and Laius is by the track. You know, we're talking about going to the track. How fun it was the track yesterday. I was there. Won seven big bucks on one bet. Thank Congratulations you to you. Yeah. Oh yes, I, I, and I had him. I had a cat it out in small bills, please. I would like that seven dollars in small bills. I won't ask but you how I much used... you lo- uh, how much you lost because gamblers only talk about the wins. But go on. Of course, I'm a, I'm a sportsman, Dave. Not a gambler. I'm a sportsman. Oh, okay. uh, La is by the track uh, is over there by the track, and you know when I'm thinking about the track, I'm thinking about La Uses. They have one of the best gumbos around. Very distinctive. Love that garlicky oyster po' boy, and of course the barbecue shrimp po' boy. With all the butter in the world and just about half the napkins required. (laughs) Never enough napkins. Ian, thank you so much for the suggestions. We always enjoy talking to you on a Friday morning, and we'll read more from you in the Times Week New Orleans Advocate and at NOLA.com. Have a great weekend. Already off to a good one, Dave. Great hearing your voice, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Likewise. Ian McNulty here on WWL. Hey, a lot of folks aren't shopping today. They're hunting or fishing. Where's the best spot to catch a fish? How's hunting season looking? Don Dubuque joins us after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.